You're listening to the Pete the Vet podcast. East Coast to M on the morning show. Our vet, Pete Weatherburn, is here from Brave Vet, Old Connor. And you'll also recognise him, of course, from TV3. And he's got a website, which is PeteTheVet.com. Pete, very welcome. Thanks for coming in. Good morning. And in the news, it's um, primarily about Holland, but uh, has wider implications as well for the consumption of meat. Um, ritual slaughtering. Paint the picture for us. What's going on? Well, basically... Um, conventional slaughter, which is how most slaughterhouses in, 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 in Western the Western world operate, animals are pre-stunned before their throat is cut. Uh, most people wouldn't know much about this. Most people don't think too much about the meat they eat. But essentially, um, if an animal is pre-stunned, that means either a bolt is applied to its skull or electric shock is applied to its skull. And what that does is that causes it to become instantaneously unconscious so that when the throat is then cut with a knife, the animal isn't aware that its throat's been cut by a knife and it's not aware that it's bleeding out. So that's what's regarded as the most humane way to kill animals um, when in the production of meat. However, um, two religions in particular, as in um, Islam and Jew, um, they they believe that that shouldn't be done, and that what you should do is um, that basically God has told them that meat must be produced from animals that have their throat cut without pre-stunning. So the animal is standing there, fully conscious, and then a sharp knife is drawn across its throat, and 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 it rapidly dies. And they believe that that doesn't cause extra suffering, and they believe they should be allowed to do that. Um, whereas um, people in who feel very strongly about animal welfare believe that that they should not be allowed to do that. And around the world, there are basically in Switzerland, Iceland, Luxembourg, Norway, and Sweden, um, no stun slaughter is illegal. They're not allowed to kill animals without without pre-stunning them. And what's in the news is that in the Netherlands, just two days ago, um, the parliament has voted to ban no-stun slaughter. Now, it still has to go through the Senate in the Netherlands, and it might well be modified. But um, the thing is that it's, it's possible that this is going to become a trend that will start to happen in other countries. Now, you might say, well, that's great for for animal welfare, and you might simply applaud it, and that's the end of it. But the problem is that it does get mixed up with um, other aspects of, of, if you like, um, anti-minority emotions. Mm. So basically, um, we have to find some way to satisfy the requirements of teachings in those two particular religions Mm -hmm. in order to make the the, uh, product pure in their minds but uh, limit the suffering to animals. So that's the idea. We've, that's we, the ideal we've got thing. to come up with some ingenuity to to do that. And in fact, that's happened um, for the for the Muslim faith because um, the Muslim faith seems to accept that um, animals can be electrically stunned. The Muslim faith seems to believe that if um, if animals can can get up and walk and go back to normal again after the pre-stunning, then it's okay to pre-stun them. So a captive bolt isn't isn't um, acceptable. That's when they get a bolt in the middle of their skull which which stuns the brain instantly. They don't accept that because the animals can't recover from that. But they do seem to accept electrical stunning where you give them electric shock across the brain and that causes them to cause the animals to be temporarily unconscious but they wake up afterwards and can go back to normal. So in the Muslim faith electrical pre-stunning seems to be acceptable whereas the, the problem is that in the Jewish faith that's not acceptable. The only way is is using the knife, and that's it. So the problem then is that that, that um, Jewish um, commenters commentators then see it as being an anti-Semitic 
thing that the the legislation is being introduced not because of animal welfare, but that animal welfare is being used as an excuse um, to, to to basically persecute. Jews and really, that, that's what that's well, what they're that, intelligent people. Surely they can actually see what this is uh, actually about uh, without no, uh, uh, people. I mean, uh, um, you mentioned uh, Muslims there. I mean, uh, Muslim banks don't allow interest to be charged, mm. but yes, they've got a way of around it because they actually uh, intelligently work something out. Um, mm. you, you know, all you have to do, presumably, is reassure uh, the Jewish minorities and uh, just uh, you know. It's still as pure. Uh, this is the method. And uh, what do you think? And work it all out. And oh, well, they haven't managed. To, they haven't managed to do that yet. Um, and um, the thing is that the, the, amongst, I mean, the, the 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 measures in the Netherlands were introduced by a minority party called the Party for the Animals. Which but do they have seats. a different agenda? They have no different agenda. But the thing is, it was only passed. The legislation was only passed because it had had the support of um, the Freedom Party, which has a. A really strong track record of being anti-Islamic. So you know what's happening is that the people who are genuinely in favour of animal welfare are are forming this sort of alliance with people who are genuinely um, anti-minority, and it, it, it does make for a very complicated political. So mix. it's a stick that uh, to bash minorities rather than an animal rights issue for some of those parties. That's why, like all these things, it's more complicated when you get into it. And I think the other side of it is that again the. the 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 minority face would say, well, listen, guys, your um, your normal regular slaughterhouses are far from squeaky clean. And right enough, if you look at some of the hidden, secretly filmed video footage of British slaughterhouses last year, some shocking things happen in conventional slaughterhouses where animals clearly are being maltreated. And um, you know, the argument their argument would be, look, there's only a very small number of animals undergo no sun slaughter, whereas there's many, many, many thousands of animals go through conventional slaughterhouses and have a really tough time. So why aren't you picking on that first rather than... than, than the only reason you're picking on us is because we're a minority and we're easy to persecute. Um, so you, you can see their, their point of view. I mean, I think what you need to do is deal with both issues. You need to improve things in conventional slaughterhouses. And one of the methods that's been proposed has been to have ongoing CCTV in slaughterhouses at all times so that, you know, um, any anything... People can randomly check those things and make sure that animals are treated properly in slaughterhouses. At the same time, as you say, in, in trying to find some constructive way of, of helping people f- have their faith um, not disturbed, whilst at the same time not doing anything that's against animal welfare from our perspective. I mean, there's many things over the years that religions have have have, have wanted to do that where we stepped in and said, no, you can't do that. Like, for example, when cartoonists are... Are threatened with with death because because they draw something which upsets somebody's faith. I mean, we're clearly absolutely against that. So where do you draw the line? Why can you be cruel to animals and faith because the faith says so? And you know, it's 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 def- it's, it's a really complicated mix, isn't it? Mm. Uh, would you be concerned about slaughterhouses then? Uh, we'll say not uh, any individual one, but practices that that could be there in slaughterhouses. I mean, most people don't go into slaughterhouses, do they? No, they they wouldn't want to. I, I think if people went into slaughterhouses, you'd see a steep an rise increase in, in vegetarian. Absolutely, <laughs> yes. Um, because the thing is, that even when the animals don't suffer, it's still a pretty nightmarish kind of idea with you know blood flying around the place and um, animals bellowing from time to time. I mean, you know, it's 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 not a pleasant environment. And um, but at the same time, it, you know, 
what it would stand over is the fact that our, our, our conventional systems are designed to minimise animal suffering. And so when things happen smoothly and well, um, which is most of the time, the animals don't suffer. Um, at the same time, I, I think there's a strong argument that we should be paying more attention to ensuring that even when we don't even even when we do priest on animals you know can we genuinely say that animals don't suffer at all and shouldn't we look again at our own books before criticizing the minorities as you know I think all we right. should be doing both things, actually. I think we, I think the whole thing of animal slaughter is an area that we need to look at critically from all aspects. All right. Thanks very much indeed. Peace. Uh, food for thought uh, there. Uh, Pete is our vet. You can hear this broadcast again on Pete's website, which is petethevet.com. Thank you.